Thanks for listening to our message from our Sunday service. Here at Highlands Church, we believe in equipping you to have a life full of purpose, just like you were designed to. We hope this message will inspire, build, and help you for life in your faith journey towards Jesus. We can't wait for you to join us next weekend. But for now, please enjoy this message from us. It's great to have you here at Highlands Church Online. We are in December, which means Christmas time, exciting times, holidays, food, presents, family. Uh, But I love that we are doing a series that is more than a manger. Uh, I like the idea because Christmas can sometimes be about one thing that takes center stage, but the true story and the true meaning of why we have Christmas and why we have church, it's far more than just those things. It's more than the tinsel. It's more than the food and the family. Uh, And often, in a lot of cases, it's more to God and more to Jesus than what we understand. Uh, And I love that, that we want to know God more, not just where we're at now, but we can know Him even much further than that. But let me ask you a Christmas question is have you ever got a present that was quite underwhelming and you had to fake a smile or an appreciation or something? You had to look excited. Something that you weren't expecting. It was a little bit underwhelming. It was a bit disappointing. Look, when I was uh, in my low teens, I got an avocado de-pitter, which is what every teenager wants, of course. When I was 10, I got a bottle of vitamin C. Wow, right? Uh, The classic gifts of hankies, which I still don't understand why we would ever get given those things, and the common socks and jocks. These are all kind of just stock standard disappointing gifts. For me, I hate gifts as well that uh, require assembly. I don't want a job or chore as a Christmas present. My wife loves these kinds of gifts though. She wants uh, to do gardening or curtains or home renovations for Christmas uh, and We just don't see eye to eye on those kinds of things, something that needs a little bit of assembly going on there. And the reason I thought of this is because when we when we come to Christmas and we think of the birth of Jesus, um, he was a very unexpected kind of Lord. He was a very unexpected savior. He came as this baby that that was had an appearance of nothing spectacular. It wasn't to a royal family. It wasn't in an amazing kind of way that it happened very publicly, but it was very quiet uh, to what seemed to be insignificant kind of people. And it started very small. Jesus didn't come with big clouds and lightning and thrones and palaces. He came quite small. Um, And even though a lot of people knew that God was sending someone on his behalf. They weren't expecting what came. They were expecting a political player. They were expecting someone to lead a rebel alliance. Maybe maybe expected a king or someone of royalty to come in and deliver them from Rome. But they weren't expecting God's best. They weren't expecting him to come himself. And uh, not many expected that. And, and, And there's some things that we just don't expect from him now because there's far more to God than what we often expect. Let me read this out in Luke 2, 8 to 12. It says, that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified and the angels reassured them, don't be afraid, he said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. 
uh, the, the Savior. Yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. This is the sign. You will recognize all those good things. Here's how you're going to recognize him. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. See, what a lovely story. But the part of this story that should be quite weird to us is that he'd be recognized by that sign. Not by his palace or his power or not by a spotlight that shines on him and he, as he levitates towards heaven. It's not any of those signs that people were probably expecting that he'd be a, a significant player in society. But the sign is that you will find a small baby swaddled in cloth in a manger. This is not the image of the Lord that people had, not the image of the saviour of the world that people had, but there was far more to it than just the manger. See, Matthew writes a similar version of the story in chapter 2, verses 1 to 2. It says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod. Uh, Magi came from the east to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw the star when it rose and have come to worship him. And so they knew that a king had been born. They'd been told, they'd seen the sign, they, they understood what was going on. And so they went and sought after the king. And what they found was a king, but not in the way that God was bringing his. God was not bringing a king in the way that everyone expected. Uh, and he rarely works in a way that we expect him to work today. How many times do we, we uh, box God in or expect something to happen in our lives when we pray or we, when we're having faith for something? We want it to look a certain way and yet when God moves, it comes in an unexpected form. Sometimes we miss it altogether because we are looking for a king in a palace when he's bringing a king in a manger. When we, we can miss it quite regularly. See, the story of heaven invading earth started really small. It started in what seemed insignificant ways. It started unlikely and really undesired. No one knew that the Savior was born that night. It was just another baby that had been born in another little town in the middle of nowhere. That wasn't the moment that we would hope for. That's not the moment that they were kind of expecting. And I know for me in my life, when I'm wanting God to move significantly and miraculously, it's often come in times of mundane that it hasn't come with dramatic music and it hasn't been the big awesome things and I've seen those things and that's amazing I love it but often my day-to-day -day, God being with me heaven invading my life happens in just a normal day a regular Tuesday in a really kind of quiet normal way and it's easy for us to miss it and not be thankful for him actually speaking into our lives at those times because I'm looking for one kind of king when he's delivering it in another way. And just another night, but God's gifts are often small gifts, but they are never insignificant. No moment from heaven into earth, no moment, no word from God's mouth is ever insignificant. In fact, God specializes in the small. He specializes in seed form. This is where he really... Uh, goes to another level. See, Jesus is a great gift. He's the savior of the world, redeemer, healer. He's the ultimate king, but he was also a baby. A baby that needed nurturing, feeding. He needed care. He needed, the people needed sacrifice in order to just 
raise him as a child. And Joseph and Mary, the, the earthly parents, they might, or they might have, they might not have had a huge role to play in his character or his ability, but something they definitely did do was nurture the gift that they got from God, even though it was small and unexpected. They nurtured the gift of Jesus, uh, and they saw him become the fullness of the gift. They didn't just say, oh, this is too small, insignificant, I don't want that, I'm not going to put any effort in until it becomes big and impressive. They nurtured the small gift that they were given so one day they would see the fullness of the gift. I want to ask you about those things that God's put in your life. You might see them as insignificant. You might think that I haven't been given anything that is really of any worth. It's not necessary, it's not unique, it's not special. I might need to learn more, understand more. I don't know enough, I'm not talented enough. But maybe it's a small beginning. Maybe it was a small seed that God placed in you, that he's faithful to continue it out and see it come to the fullness if you're willing to nurture and start in the small. We compare ourselves very quickly to people who we think are way better, way further down the track, more gifted, more talented. But we could become the fullness of the gift if we are willing to nurture the seed and nurture when the gift is small. You might have ridden yourself off. But this is what, it would have been easy to write Jesus off. But he was far more than what they understood at that time. Let me look at advice that Paul writes a man, a young guy named Timothy. In 1 Timothy 4, 14 to 15 says, Do not neglect your gift, which was given to you through the prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. But be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so everyone will see your progress. See, Paul is talking specifically here about spiritual gifts and different ministry things. But I like the advice here saying, don't neglect your gifts. Don't neglect those things. Remember, he's saying, remember, Timothy, you were gifted. You have the Holy Spirit. You are loved and you have been saved. You are empowered. Uh, and, and somehow it's easy to forget. Even for him who was, who was ministering to a large church at the time, he said, it's easy for you to forget, Timothy, that you have been given something significant and necessary for this world. Don't neglect those things. See, we've all been given something by God. We've, he's put something amazing, unique, and, and necessary within us. We're all, like, the world needs what God's put in you. You need to experience those things to live a fulfilled life, or you're never going to feel fulfilled. That he's put those things in you, and, and often it's easy to neglect the fact that he's done that because we don't like it or it's only a small seed. We haven't seen the fruit of it yet. But come on, if we nurture it in the small beginnings, the fruit of it is something that lasts forever, that brings fulfillment. See, these gifts that Paul was writing here, this is what those things mean. They're the, our miraculous faculty, the endowment or inheritance from God. And often when we neglect it, this is what he was talking about, he's making light of it, having little regard for it, or thinking that it's trivial, or get this, inconsequential. Ooh, how often have we been there thinking that what I have to offer, what God has given me and put in me, the Holy Spirit, revelation, or love, joy, or passion, it's just inconsequential. It, 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 I don't know if it's actually going to make a difference, when in fact everything from God is so significant and can have a big impact in this world. See, so I want to encourage you not to fall into the trap of making light of what God has done in your life. Don't fall into the trap of, 
of making light or, or having little regard for the way that God's made you, for what he's put in you. We can run away from the, the things that he's naturally made us as and start saying that this is who I am, but come back to the small beginnings, what God has put in you. And understand that it is from heaven itself, that it's from the mouth of God, that he's specifically gifted, he's specifically put those things in you, even though they're small now, that they can grow far, far bigger. So don't ever write off the significance that your life is worth to God and it's worth in this world, that you can have a great impact. Don't think that your gifts aren't needed, that they aren't important, that they aren't anything else. Don't start thinking that the world might be even better if you just stayed out of it and let the pros do their thing. That's not true. That, that God gave you yours and created you for a purpose. You're here on purpose, for a purpose. We have a saying here that if you're still breathing, God is not done. So let's keep going. Let's keep growing. Let's be faithful in these things. Because God has never made a reject. He's never, never had a B grade when he's created a person. There's never been someone without purpose. One whom he didn't have an eternal plan and design for. You are an object of divine creation. I feel like I just need to say that to some more people, that you are an object of divine creation. You might have had a small beginning, and maybe you're at the small beginning now, you're feeling quite small. It's still a divine creation. And you were necessary in this world. That's why we say that people matter, that you matter. So if you feel small, remember that God specializes in small. He specializes in seed form. Just as our Savior came as a baby and grew through nurturing, just as the Holy Spirit and our faith grows by nurturing, by reading the Word, by, by spending time in prayer, by being involved in church and small groups and serving and worship, all these things that when we nurture the small things within us, it grows even greater to believe for bigger things, to see God move in and through us even more. Wherever you're at, I can guarantee you, you will continue to grow by nurturing the small beginnings that God has in you. There might be some more assembly required, a little bit of participation, in using your gift perhaps but here's the truth for you is that his presence is the fertilizer for your significance by moving closer to him and getting to know him by acting and taking steps of faith towards Jesus it'll start to see the things in your life that he placed there grow into significance so don't neglect small starts. That's why I keep trying to say here. I hope you're picking that up. God specializes in small beginnings. Let's have a look. Luke 16 verse 10 here says, If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you probably won't be, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. So how do, we, how do we be faithful even in little things or in not, not dishonest like he says here, I love all this is what 1 Timothy was talking about, of being diligent to these matters, giving yourself wholly to the things that God's put in your life. The word diligent here means to care for, tend for it, to value what God values and to not trivialize what God has put in your life. So to care for it, start acknowledging that God has made me specifically, uniquely, that there's something in me that is important that he might have started small and maybe I feel quite small and insignificant, but it's not. There's something greater within me. When you look at a seed, it's easy just to see a seed, but what you need to look at when you see a seed is a tree with fruit. So when you're looking at what God's put in you, you might see a seed. I want to tell you, don't see it that way. God sees it at what, for what its potential is within you. So maybe you feel that you're a bit stale, 
You're stuck in that place, spiritually stale, stuck in your life. And often it's the same reason I get there too, that we all get there, is that we've stopped nurturing the things that God has put in us. We've stopped going down the track that actually helps us grow and keep moving forward. Could you imagine if Joseph and Mary just stopped nurturing baby Jesus because he wasn't as impressive as they once thought the Messiah was going to be? What impact could have that had on their life and ours, our eternity? Who knows? Maybe you've stopped living for purpose and you've started just existing. Maybe where you spend your time and the effort that you put into your life is, is maybe starving you of God's presence so you're not getting that fertilizer to actually grow. And you might be spiritually malnourished. Well, you can fix that. And maybe if you're like me sometimes, you're just making light of the gift that God has actually given you. In fact, when it's the greatest thing that, that you have been given with the Holy Spirit. So I want you to make that decision. Get that understanding, that revelation. So God specializes in small beginnings, just as Jesus was more than just the manger scene, that Christmas is more than the tinsel and the food, that this story of Christmas reminds us that God specializes in small beginnings and that it's not the end and that there's far more to it, far more to our life, to our faith, to what God has for us. So I want to encourage you to keep pursuing Him, keep growing closer, understanding the design and the destiny, the, the purpose that He's put in you and not making light of it anymore. But I am called, I'm anointed, I'm appointed and I'm here on purpose and for a purpose because that's who you are. We believe you matter and I really hope that you start to understand how much you matter to God, how much you matter to us as the church and how much the world needs you to matter to them. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you that you have never made a, a reject. Everything you've done, you have nailed. And Lord, I, I just, I'm sorry for the times that I have and on behalf of everyone that we have uh, neglected or made light of your design in us. Lord, we want to grow into the fullness of what you have for us to, to understand everything that you've made us to be. Lord, that we might step in and experience all that you have for us to experience, to understand, to become, to do. Lord, and that requires us to, to nurture and be diligent in the things that you've given us. Lord, help us take that step. Help us understand more that our small beginning isn't insignificant, but it's the beginning of something amazing. Thank you so much in your name. Amen. Look, I'd encourage you, if you don't know God, if you haven't started a, a personal relationship, you can hear plenty about him, but it's something that's personal and ongoing, a commitment to, to growing with him and knowing him more and following his ways. I'd encourage you to do that. It's simple, just asking God into your life, saying, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me for the things that I've done in my past and help me move forward with you, that I want to follow your ways, I want to know you more. And in your own words, you can say that prayer, however, there's no right or wrong way, but with your heart, meaning it, saying, God, help me. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks so much for sticking around and watching Church Online. Right now, I'm with Doug, who just preached an amazing message that you guys have all just watched. And we want to take a moment right now to un unpack the message a little bit more, to ask some questions. Because something I was thinking about with what you were talking about was... Yeah. 
Jesus obviously started in the small beginnings as a small baby, baby. as an actual baby. And obviously he grew grew into something bigger that what started small grew into something much more significant. Mm -hmm. And I think for us, and just as we're going in our lives, that God has got small stuff in us, but we still struggle with the feeling of insignificance. We feel, we still feel like, we're not even at the starting line yet. What are some, I guess, some tips or just what are some things that can sort of change our mindset around that we're not ready yet? Yeah, fair. I think a lot of people struggle with that of going, I'm not even at a small beginning stage that I need to change, I need to get better, know more, understand things, do this, do that, and then I can start uh, being used by God or seeing what he has for me in my life. But at the moment, I'm not even at the starting line, like yeah. you said. Um, and I, I'm always reminded of a verse in Philippians 1, how it says that he who's like God, he who started the work within you will be faithful to complete it. Yeah. And so that it's just an encouragement when I think that I'm insignificant or not required or it's, I, I'm not necessary in this world that I remember, no, God's actually already started yeah. something in me. It's there. Uh, and he's the one that's going to complete it. He's going to be faithful to go along in this journey. Yeah. I just have to play my part and keep saying yes and growing and, and understanding that God put a seed in me. He didn't put the final product in me. And so how can I work with the Holy Spirit in getting those things out? And so the encouragement is, is no matter where you feel you're at, um, God has already begun a good work in you. Mm. Uh, saying that we have here all the time, or preach about it all the time, is that uh, what God has put in, He wants to bring out. And it's a big responsibility for us to understand what He's put in so we might be able to work it out. Yeah. It's not just for us to hold in ourselves, but we need to sometimes take those faith mm. steps and saying, I'm going to... I'm going to work on that gift. Yeah. So both of us are musicians. Mm. We had a musical gift put within us. But we weren't like shred heads day one. We had to work it out. Uh, and that's how we do it. Even in our faith, things like just putting the hard times in sometimes, reading the Bible when it's a bit dry, yeah. uh, spending time praying when you're not feeling it or worshipping when you don't like the songs, all those kinds of things. Uh, although you don't feel it, our feelings don't dictate our faith. Mm. It's always the other way around. Our faith steps, our actions will, will affect our feelings. Yeah. And so if we can get... And taking the right steps and just understanding, well, God's already done something in me and he's going to continue to do it and work through me. I just need to remain faithful, yeah. uh, not feelings-based, but just being faithful, yeah. I'm going to keep moving. Yeah. Uh, Awesome. That's really good. Well, I hope that helped everyone at home that, hey, you've got something that you can do this week. You can start taking those small steps. And if you're looking for any resources, uh, if you want to grow your faith, you want to know more about who Jesus is, we've got some great stuff on our website, some Bible plans you can find on the, the Bible app that is free for you to download as well. I encourage you to look for those things as well. But thank you so much for watching Church Online. And we can't wait to see you next week online and as well for our Christmas services that are in person on the 20th of December and 25th. Uh, Head to our website for any times information that you're after. We'd love to see you there in person. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you again for being with us. We hope you feel encouraged to take these words with you to live your best life. For more resources and to connect with us, find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and our website as Highlands Church.